Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
given us new life. Amen. The Bible says that if any man therefore be in Christ, therefore he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold all things become new. The Lord has given us new life. Amen. Now, what are we going to do with the new life that he gave us? The Lord has given us new life. Amen. We didn't do anything to earn it. Songwriters say he gave us new life. Now, what you going to do with what God gave you? We need to understand that he's coming back again, and we're going to have to give an account of our stewardship. Give an account of what God gave you. We didn't all heard the story of the parable concerning the talent that Jesus gave to three different people. Each one, the first two gained more than what God gave them upon his return. But the last one that he gave a talent to, he took and buried it in the ground. And the Lord said that he was an unfaithful servant. Cast into the 
until hellfire. So the question is, what you're going to do with the life that God has given to you? We need to give God some interest on his investment that he made in you and I. Because the new life that he gave us, it came through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So he gave something in order for us to gain something. So now what you going to do with what you have? That's a good question. Let us turn to the second chapter of the book of St. Mark. St. Mark chapter 2. St. Mark chapter 2. St. Mark chapter 2. We're going to begin reading from verse number one, from the second chapter of St. Mark. St. Mark chapter one, I mean chapter two, verse one. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, he uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Amen. We like to speak from the subject, the blessing of friendship. The blessing of friendship. Our Father and our God, we thank you once again for those who gathered in the house of worship where prayers can be heard and your mercy can be found, where we can hear and expound upon your anointed word. We pray, Father, for listening near to hear what your spirit says unto the church. And, Father, we pray that you bless them, dear God, to have their hearts encouraged and their spirits uplifted in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we be mindful always, Lord God, to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and the church says, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. 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 We are talking this afternoon concerning the blessing of friendship. It's a blessing to have someone that you can call a friend. 
The Bible says that a friend is born for adversity. And we all have had some adverse times in our lives that we need to sit down and talk to someone. We need to confide in someone. Oh, yeah, we can go to God in prayer. But we know that from our human standpoint, everybody needs somebody that they can go to every now and then. Am I right, Father? Amen. Somebody needs somebody that they can sit down and and talk to. Amen. It seemed to uh, take some pressure and some burden off you. Sometimes it's just somebody that you need to just have a listening ear for you to just vent your frustration. And I believe that I have a witness in the house that, amen, we have been to the point where we need to vent some of our frustration, amen, to someone other than the person that you're frustrated with. Because sometimes that individual don't have an understanding to receive what you're saying. And so it's good to know that you have a friend that you can count on. Someone that you can go to that will listen to your frustration. Jesus said that he is a friend that would stick closer than a brother. That's something how people who become a friend, you can confide in this individual. You share money with this individual. You share the clothes off your back with this individual much faster than you would do with a sister or a brother. Am I right about it? So a friend is a very important commodity in our lives. Jesus was on top of the mount with the sermon of the Beatitudes, teaching and, and preaching concerning the word of God. And the Bible said that while he was on the mount, he, he had a multitude of people that, that was listening and, and coming to hear the word of God. And it's good when you have people that's encouraged in their heart that they want to hear the word of God. Because the word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our pathway. It helps us to see life a little clearer. It helps us to understand why we go through certain things in our lives. Because God is trying to encourage our faith in him. I know sometimes the devil will speak to us and make us seem as if though God don't care. Or if though God is not listening and God is not there. But God would allow his children to go through some things in order for us to mature in our faith. And so Jesus is teaching. And he's preaching concerning God's kingdom. He's telling on the mount how people should react 
to one another. How can we say we love God and say we want to keep God's command, but yet we have no feelings or no love or concern for our fellow man who we live with each and every day? He say that we are a liar and the truth is not in us. If we say that we love God but yet hate our fellow man who we see each and every day, he said, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. So God will allow us to deal with some things and go through some things and let you see who's for you and who's against you. In this text, this young man who did only even give the credence of giving him a name. They just said that, that he had a situation. He had the palsy. He had an infirmity in his body. And it doesn't say that he was brought to a doctor. It doesn't say how it happened. It doesn't say when it happened. All it tells us is that it did happen. Some people like to know everything about your business, about when it happened, what caused it to happen, what you did and what you didn't do for, for this to happen to you. If you have someone that really cares about you, that, that, that really wants to see you blessed and see you recover from whatever it is you might be dealing with, they're not concerned about when it happened. They're not concerned about how it happened. All they're concerned about is being there for you. The Bible says not only one person, not two or three, but there was four young men that were concerned about this individual that had the palsy. We need to learn how to be concerned for one another. Because the same way it was him, it could have been any one of those. And who knows if they hadn't been in some type of, of a problem or had some type of, of, of a situation that they needed help from somebody. And somebody gave them a helping hand. And so what they're doing is giving that same helping hand in return to somebody who's in need. Anybody ever help you? Anybody ever was there for you when you was in, in need? Well, the same person, the same way that, that, that somebody was there for you, God is saying that you need to be there for somebody else. Jesus is coming down from the mountain. And the Bible said that he is entering into Capernaum. Wasn't too far from where he lived. Wasn't too far from his hometown. And no sooner as he come down, the Bible said that he went into this individual house and began to preach the gospel, began to teach the people concerning the word of God. To the point that the house wasn't large enough to receive all the people that wanted to be there. Somebody was spreading the word concerning Jesus. By this time, Jesus had become very popular. He had, he had, he had got some type of, 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 a, of a crowd that was following him that was telling other people concerning him about the word of God. We don't see here anything about 
the, 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 the miracles or the signs and wonders. It's only talking about the word. And they believed in, in, in the word that he was saying so much that they brought this man to him. By this time, Jesus had performed the miracle of turning water into wine. By this time, Jesus had been baptized in the river Jordan. By this time, he had been tempted of the devil, amen, as he went into a desert place to be alone. By this time, Jesus may have fed the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. By this time, he had been already preached, amen, the message on the mountain of the Beatitudes and, and how to, to act with one another and how to teach concerning anger and violence, how, how, how to behave oneself with one another as well as give ourselves to God. By this time, these things had taken place. And so the form, the fame and, 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 and thing concerning Jesus was all over town. So these people wanted to hear and see for themselves. Don't you think, church, it's about time that we want to see for ourselves? I, I didn't heard many testimonies from the time I've been saved, from the time I was in church. But it comes a time in your life that you need to want to see for yourself that this word that this, that this man is talking about, do it really work? When, when are you going to have enough faith in you to trust God's word, to try for yourself to see if it really works. Even people that's atheists then heard about Jesus. Many people of different types of faith then heard about Jesus. So it's not like they hadn't heard. Matter of fact, the prophet said, have they not heard? Have they not read? We all didn't heard, we all didn't read concerning this man called Jesus. But how many have actually believed in him enough to try him? Didn't that we just read in Malachi? He said, try me and prove me now herewith. Said the Lord of hosts and see if I would not open you the window of heaven. Pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So he's telling us all the time even from the Old Testament, try me and see if I'm, if I'm not real. Try me and, and, and prove my word and see if it works or not. The people have heard so much concerning this man, Jesus, heard him preach, heard him teach the word about loving your enemies, about forgiving about giving yourselves to God. They heard all of these things. And all the things they heard were contrary to the teaching of, of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so they was, there was a man that what this man was saying. Because Jesus had told him that it was said from old times, an eye for an eye, and a two for two. He said, and to, and to hate, he said, no, no, don't hate your enemy. Love your enemy. Love them that despitefully use you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. He said, I want you to love them and pray for them that persecute you. All of this was, was contrary to what they had heard before. And so they was amazed at what this man was saying. And so everybody wanted to hear 
where he was coming from and what he was saying. Do this stuff really work? We heard that he turned water into wine. We heard that he fed a multitude of people, two fish, and only five loaves of bread. We heard that he gave sight to the blind. And so these people was encouraged. When is the word going to excite you, encourage you to try him for his word's sake? The Bible says straightway many was gathered together. It's so much there was not even room enough to receive them. We ought to be giving somebody our testimony of what God done for us. I heard the word one night. <laughs> Matter of fact, the preacher sang a song. I went to a meeting one night. <laughs> My soul wasn't right. <laughs> but something got a hold of me. When, when is you going to let go and let God? So there's something can get a hold of you. The Bible says that there wasn't room enough to receive the people who wanted to hear the word. Somebody had went and said something to somebody. Somebody had went and witnessed to somebody of what they heard and what they saw. To the point that these four men took their friend who was sick of the palsy. He couldn't walk. It wasn't anything that he was able to do for himself. He was dependent on other people. And you know, a lot of times people love to see you depend on them. Long as you got your hand out, amen, somebody, they, they love you, amen. They want you around them because they like to see people in need of them. But these people here had with so much of a friend to this individual, they said that, look, you don't have to have your hand out. We're going to bring you to somebody that can fix it for you. When they got there, they had no room to get in the house where Jesus was. They was on the outside looking in. That's where a lot of people is, on the outside looking in. And here you, 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 you've been an eyewitness to what he has done, to what he can do. Yeah, I didn't hear some of y'all testimonies. I, I didn't hear you get up and talk in the church and, and say what God done done, and, and you thank him for this and you thank him for that. So, so you have been an eyewitness to what he can do. And so the people on the outside that's looking in, you need to be a testimony to them that's on the outside looking in. When they got there, there was no room to get in the house because they had people everywhere, standing room only. That's what the church needs to look like, standing room only. Didn't have no place to sit. Nobody was, was, was looking for a seat. Amen. They wanted to stand up so they could see Jesus, so they could hear what he was saying, wanted to see if it was something that he was going to do. Amen, somebody. When we come to the church house, we should be looking for something that God's going to do in the midst of the service. Woo! We ought to be looking for him to heal somebody, somebody to jump up with a testimony, somebody to say something about what God has done, how he delivered them, how he didn't heal them. Somebody ought to be saying something to somebody that's on the outside looking in. Jesus in the midst of the people. 
preaching the word of God. When the four friends showed up with their pal, they couldn't get in the door because they had too many people at the door, too many people inside the house. Amen. But guess what? He didn't, they didn't let that discourage him. Sometimes people get discouraged. Amen, somebody. Sometimes people get discouraged too fast. Give up and walk away. Lord, help us here today. Stop praying. Stop fasting. Stop coming to church because you got discouraged, because something didn't go your way, because it didn't work out like you thought it would. It didn't happen like people said it would. Lord, help us here today. But these people did not get discouraged. Amen, somebody. Amen. They looked to Jesus another way. Do you realize he don't always come the same way? So the, the, the old folks say he don't come when you want him, but he's always. Amen. He's always right on time. Just because somebody then testified to you and told you how God blessed them and how he came in don't mean that he's going to come in the same way for you. Amen. Don't mean that your blessing going to come the same way they got their blessing. Don't mean that your healing going to come the same way they got their healing. Amen. I heard somebody say, Lord, any kind of way you want to bless me. Bless me, Lord. Just bless me any kind of way you want to bless me. I'll be thankful. I'll be satisfied. Help us here today, Lord. And the people who, who carried their friends to come see Jesus. Amen. Knowing that this man need help. Amen. Knowing that this man needed some deliverance. Amen. It wasn't nothing that they can do for him other than bring him to Jesus. Amen. The man couldn't do nothing for himself because he couldn't walk. Amen. The Bible said that he was on his bed. Amen. On a pallet. Amen. And the people carried him to come see Jesus. Knowing that if they can get him to Jesus, amen, things could turn around in his life. Amen. It, it could be a difference. Jesus can make a difference in this man's life. It can just, if they can just get him to Jesus. When the last time we directed somebody to see Jesus? When the last time we directed somebody to the house of prayer? When the last time we directed somebody to let them know that God is still able? He's still the same God today as he was yesterday and forevermore. He's still the same God. Sometimes I wonder why people just come to church just to sit and hear if they don't believe and trust him for his word. These people brought their friends, brought their friend to Jesus because they realized that God was able. They didn't heard or they didn't saw him do too many things for them not to be able to do this too. Whatever it is that you need done in your life, whatever it is that you've been, been praying about, whatever it is that you've been waiting on God for, Baby, if you got a testimony that he did one thing, he can do the other two. You just got to try him for his word's sake. You got to try him for his word's sake. That's where faith come in. The Bible says faith come by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. It's not about seeing signs and wonders and seeing the sky fall and the thunder roll. It's not about, it's about hearing the word and believing in your heart that God is still able. The Bible said that man who can believe all things are possible to those that believe. Do you believe today 
in the word of God? That's the, that's the, that's the question for you today. Do you believe in the word of God? He said, for all things are possible to them that believe. These four men believed enough to bring a friend. Lord, do you ought to understand the blessing of a friendship? These men brought their friend because they know that he had a need and they needed to see Jesus. And when they got there and they found the place packed, you ever been somewhere? You ever went? I know we went to a restaurant and the place was packed. And we didn't want to wait an hour to go and sit down and eat. And we went away somewhere else. Right? We didn't want to wait. The place was too packed. The time of wait was too long. So we went to another restaurant. These people was not discouraged about how many people was there. We could have a whole church of people. And only one or two can be blessed in the service, because they came to see and to hear Jesus. Everybody that's in the church is not there because they want to receive something from the Lord. People come to church just to show up and say that they were present. They came because somebody invited them. But you need to come to make sure you get something out of the service. The Bible said that they brought their friend on top of the roof. Because they was determined. They was determined to get him to see Jesus. I know somebody you've been talking to, you've been praying with, you've been witnessing to them, and they haven't made a move yet. And you just about then gave up on them. Said, well, I've been talking to them about coming. They don't want to come. I'm just going to leave them alone. Baby, don't let those things discourage you. Because somebody's counting on you to be consistent. Be consistent in what you do. God is trying your faith. It's just a trying of your faith. Don't give up on them. God didn't give up on you. Don't you give up on people. God is counting on you and I. The Bible said when he took him up on top of the roof, that they began to tear the roof apart. Lord, help us here. That's how determined these people were. You got to start tearing something up. You have to start tearing some things out of your way in order for you to get to Jesus. You have to move malice and bitterness and hatred. Amen. If you want to see him work in your life, if you want to see him to do something that you never saw him done before, you got to be able to do something that you never did before. And then begin to tear off the root. Tear it off. You have to tear it off. You have to tear it off. You have to tear off doubts. You have to tear it off. Amen. If you want to get him, amen, get him to see him work for you. Amen. He can't work through doubt. God works through faith. Amen. You got to work through, you got to work, amen, the work of him that sent you while it's day. For when night come, can't no man, can't no man work. And God works through what? He works through faith. That's what he works through. Amen. The Bible says that, 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 that the four men that born the man of the palsy, amen, they couldn't get nigh unto the door because of the press. And they began, they began to uncover the roof. They began to uncover the roof. You have to test some things up. 
Amen. You got to upset your household. You got to upset some things on your job and your community. Amen. Sometimes even in the church. Amen. You got to uncover some stuff. They've been having too much of stuff covered up. Too much of stuff covered up. Amen. But God look into the hearts of man. I don't care what you hide from me, what you hide from your wife or your husband or your children, but you can't hide from Uncover that stuff. Uncover it. Amen. So God can begin to work in your life. Thank you, Lord. They, stopped, they began to uncover the roof where Jesus was. Amen. I could hear him. Amen. I, I, I could hear him. Amen. I, I hear oh, his, it. It sounded a little loud over here. No, over there, over there, over there. That's where, and they, begin, they got where, where they could hear him more clearer, and they began to tear off the roof. You have to uncover some stuff. Amen. If you want to get to him. I can understand why the scripture says he doesn't have an ear to hear. Some people couldn't hear. Where, where is that? Wait, no, no, not that. Look, come, come listen right here. He's right here. He began to take, take the roof apart. They began to take the roof apart until they had broken their way in. They sang a song from the old church where we come from. Let him in. Let him in today. Let the Lord come in. And they began to break the roof apart. Until they got to the part where, where it was wide enough to let the man down. They let him down through the roof. Amen. Even Jesus was astounded. Amen. Even he was surprised. Amen. Even he was uh, astounded and, and wondered at, at what was going on in the place. Amen. Some people might have ran out when they saw the roof coming apart, thinking that the house was about to collapse. Amen. But these people didn't care because as long as they can get their friend to see Jesus. How can we say we care about somebody, amen, and we allow, if we allow them, amen, to live in misery, allowing them to live without hope in their life, allowing them to live without the gift of salvation, amen. It's free. The Bible says freely we receive, freely we give, amen. We shouldn't give it to a charge, amen. We shouldn't be uh, 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 disappointed. We shouldn't be, amen, hesitant about it. We should be in a hurry. To go and share the good news with somebody that God is still able. He saved me from this and he delivered me from that. Amen. If he did it for me, he can do it for you too. Too many people have been too in a hurry to give up. Amen. But thank God for these four men. Amen. They found a way to get to him. Amen. All other access to him was, 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 was hampered. All other access to Jesus, amen, was all covered up. They couldn't even get in through the door. Amen. It don't say nothing about a window. Amen. But they do say he went down through the roof. Lord, help us here. Lord, he went down through the roof to get to Jesus. And when Jesus looked up and saw this, this, this pallet of these men lowering this man down through the roof, Jesus said, good God Almighty. Lord, help us here today. What in the world is going on in this house? Lord, he said, man, I haven't saw as much faith as this. He said, According to your faith, let your sins be forgiven. Isn't that something? You can have so much faith in God, amen, and you commit a sin. He'll forgive you of your sins. He'll forgive you if you believe him for his word. If you believe him for his word, that you just need to know that you need to get to him. And if you can get to him, amen. I'm not talking about superficial stuff. 
Amen. I'm talking about really get to him. Really get to him. David said, your word, Lord, have I hid in my heart. You have to have a heart for God. Amen. You got to have a heart to want to receive God's word. Knowing that when you, when you sin, uh, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who's willing and who's able to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is still able to do it for you. But we've been allowing too much thing to cover us, to get in, in between us and God. Amen. The roof. Amen. The door was covered up. The roof was covered up. Then they don't say nothing about a window. But these people were going to find a way to get to the Lord. They had to find a way to get to him. And if we can get through some of the stuff that's in our lives, God can bless you. He still wants to bless you. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. Amen. God already knows some things that's in your life. Some things have been holding you back. But baby, you got to learn how to break through that stuff. You got to learn how to break through that and come clean to Jesus and say, Lord, this is me. Here I am. Lord, you know me. You made me. You know everything about me. Yeah, Lord, I'm guilty of this and I'm guilty of that. But Lord, if you would have me, if you would forgive me, Lord, I serve you. God would bless you. But you got to try and get through some of that stuff. We've been letting too many things hold us back from our own blessings. God wants to bless us, but we've been letting things get in between us and God. The roof, the doorway, the people was interfering these four men to get to, to Jesus that this man, that their friend can be healed. Do you want to be healed today? Do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be set free? God wants to set you free, but you got to break through. He's not going to break through to you. He said, I'm here. He's there all the time. He never went nowhere. He said, come to me, all ye that labor. He's not going to come to you. He said, come to me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. He said, I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Jesus is our friend. That's the blessing. That's the blessing of having a friend. A friend like Jesus. He said, I'll never leave you. Nor will I forsake you. We didn't have people that say that they was our friends before. As soon as hard times came and we ran out of money and we didn't have this or didn't have that. It didn't take long for them to leave us. Right? It didn't take long for them to leave us. But Jesus said, I'm never going to leave you. Doesn't matter what condition you're in. Doesn't matter what shape you're in. Doesn't matter whether you're rich, broke. Whether you're healthy, crippled, or crazy. He said, I'm going to be there with you. Even to the bitter end, I'm going to be with you. These four men proved their friendship. These four men proved their friendship to their to the fellow man who had to pause it. Wasn't nothing that he was able to do for them, but they stuck by him. The only time some people would stick by you, baby, as long as you got something to give them or what you can do for them. They'll pat you on your back and they'll smile in your face. But lose what you got, and you don't have nothing to offer to give, or you can't help them in no kind of way, and see how fast they'll turn their back on you. But these men here, they showed that they was loyal to their friend, and they stood by him when he couldn't do nothing for them. He needed them. They, they, didn't, he, they didn't need him. They, he needed them. 
and they stood right there with him. We're talking about the blessing, the blessing of a friendship. That's when you know you have a friend, when you don't have nothing to offer, but yet they'll still be there for you, and they'll be there with you. Stop letting things cover you, hide you, and hold you back from getting to God. One thing I'm, 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 I'm very pleased to see when I see everybody come down to this altar. At one time, pride was holding a lot of people back from coming down to the altar. But you broke through that. And if you broke through that, you can break through the rest. If you broke through that and you put pride aside and didn't care who was sitting in here to see you come down and kneel before this altar and talk to God for yourself and for your family, then, baby, if you broke through that, you can break through anything. You can break through anything. So we don't need to use no excuses about nobody else. It's all about you. It's all about you. The Bible said Jesus is a friend that was sticking closer than the brother. He said, no love, no greater love have no man than this, than a man will lay down his life for his friend. Look what he did for you and I. He laid his whole life down just for you and I. How much are you willing to lay down for him? You're willing, you're willing to lay pride aside? You're willing to lay selfish and self-centeredness aside? If you want to get to him, you're going to have to break through it. You're going to have to break through it. Jesus didn't go through the roof. He didn't come out the house. He was still there preaching and teaching the word, but the people got to him. You got to find a way to break through it and get to him. We thank God for you. Thank God for you. We thank God for you. I heard, I heard the sister say, by any means, necessary. That's what Malcolm X had said. Amen. By any means, necessary. And that's what we're going to have to do, by any means, necessary. We've we too, been too busy and too concerned about how we're going to look or how we'll sound, sound to other people, how it's going to look to this one how it's going to look to that one. But we got to break through that. We got to break through that. If you want your house to be blessed, you want to be a blessing to your house and to other people, you have to break through that dumb stuff. It ain't worth it. Ain't none of that worth somebody else's soul. The Bible says, what shall we give in exchange for a man's soul? What shall you give for it? What shall you give in exchange for a soul? All that stuff that we think about here, we're going to die and leave it here. You hear many people say in, 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 in the sermon when they're preaching a, 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 a wake service, you don't see no hearse piling behind the dead body, bringing all the stuff that they didn't gain in this life to bring it to bury it with them. No, it's going to stay right here for somebody else. But the best thing, the best legacy you can leave behind, that you were some type of a help to somebody else. Matter of fact, that was one of the words that uh, Martin Luther King said. Say when he leave away from you, he said he don't want nobody to talk about the, his 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 uh his Nobel Peace Prize or, or his all the compliments and, and all he said if if somebody could just stand up in the service and say that he helped them along the way, he said then he know that his living 
won't be in vain. So, what about your life? What about your living? What about the time that God gave you on this earth? Would somebody be able to say that you helped them along the way? Or that you would like the Levites and the priests that saw the man wounded on the side of the road and passed over on the other side? We thank God for you. May God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer. Amen. Break through some of that stuff. Amen. So God can bless you and use you in his service. Let us stand.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.